in three, in two, in one. Hi, thanks for sitting down with me today. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the appraiser's advocate, and we call this one So Many Questions, So Few Answers, Such Low Fees. It's clear that most appraisers do not like to do the cost approach. Thus, they're generally not too familiar with it. It's also clear that most appraisers, because they're not overly familiar with this approach, don't appreciate the deep analytical power the cost approach really has. I'm going to ask you 10 questions on the cost approach. After you've heard them, you probably will still not like to tackle the cost approach, but you just may have a better understanding of and appreciation for its powerful analytical capacities. Remember, the answers to every one of these 10 questions is found, at least in part, by engaging in the analytics inherent in the cost approach. Thus, if you're not engaging in those analytics, you're missing out on the answers to these questions. Is that something you want to explain to a state appraisal board? Here are the 10 questions on the cost approach. Think about it. Could there be more? Question number one. On the 1004 form is the indication that Fannie Mae does not require the cost approach to value. But where does the form instruct the appraiser not to complete the analytics of the cost approach? Number two. Instructions on the form state the appraiser is, quote, to provide adequate information to the lender client to replicate the herein cost figures and calculations, unquote. But where does the typical appraiser provide such replicable information? Number three. In addition, the report form requires the appraiser to, quote, support the opinion of site value with a summary of comparable land sales or other methods for estimating site value, unquote. But where in the report does the typical appraiser provide such summary information? Number four, consider this quote from the Fannie Mae Selling Guide from Highest and Best Use. Is this part of your highest and best use analytics? Quote, the appraiser's highest and best use analysis of the subject property should consider the property as it is improved. This treatment recognizes that the existing improvements should continue in use until it is financially feasible to remove the dwelling and build a new one or to renovate the existing dwelling. If the use of comparable sales demonstrates that the improvements are reasonably typical and compatible with market demand for the neighborhood, and the present improvements contribute to the value of the subject property so that its value is greater than the estimated vacant site value, the appraiser should consider the existing use as reasonable and report it as the highest and best use." Unquote. Number five. So, it's clear from these instructions, the appraisal of a single-family residence includes an analysis and valuation of the subject site separate from the valuation of the site is improved. This means as if the subject site were vacant and available to be put to its highest and best use. Do you have those analytics in your report or at least in your work file? Number six. Suppose the appraiser was not aware of the market value of the subject site as a vacant, as well as the market values of the comparable sales as a vacant. How then would it be possible to adjust for differences in the components of the comparable site values? Number seven, how is it possible to make a market-based age and condition adjustment if the appraiser does not know how much the age and condition of the subject and the comps contribute to their respective market values? 
Number eight, assume the appraiser has not determined if there is or is not an entrepreneurial incentive or profit in the market. This is normally part of the protocols of the cost approach, or it should be. How, then, can the appraiser determine if construction new is financially feasible? In line with this, how could the appraiser determine if repairs, renovations, or raising the improvements is financially feasible? Number nine, how is the level of market demand, as indicated by the presence or absence of an entrepreneurial incentive or profit, an integral function of the highest and best use analytical process? And finally, number 10, how does the presence or absence of an entrepreneurial incentive or profit help the appraiser to determine the stage at which a neighborhood finds itself as of the effective date of an appraisal? Has this series of 10 questions helped you to understand the deep power there is in the protocols and analytics of the cost approach? I'm available to consult with you on the cost approach or any other real estate appraisal topic. I'm available to consult with you on a one-time basis or on an ongoing coaching mentoring basis. Please contact me, Tim Anderson, for the details. My email address is tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It will be my pleasure to work with you my honor to work with you. Be safe and well. Oh, by the way, one more question. Are your professional fees high enough? Thank you. And we're clear. <laughs>